to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? I'm doing well, Steve. Are you How roasting? are you doing? Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm pretty much melting, if I'm honest. Uh, right now, it is crazy hot, and there's no bri- Oh, we spoke about this last week, didn't we? Was it hot last week? We did. Yeah, don't go on deja- the ground again. I've got no. deja vu, Dad. I-, I think, I think I said this last week. We talked about there being no breeze and breeze down in broad stairs, yeah. and you're much cooler, and it's yeah, a repeat. Same, same. Exactly the same. Exactly the yep. same. I don't. I don't want to upset you because it is. Uh, there is quite a breeze down here today. Uh-huh. Uh, well, it has been for the last couple of days, and it's quite cool. Quite cool. Well, we're roasting up here. Nothing. Not a lot's changed in the week. Um, but still, <laughs> can't complain too much because it's a great reason to get in the garden. And when it's raining and cold and dreary, we would have wished that it was a bit warmer. Of course. So, yeah. Well, the English are never happy. Never happy with the weather. It's either too hot, too cold, rainy. Oh, gosh, it's raining again. And then when it isn't raining, oh, I wish we had some rain. Oh, that's, that's the English personality, Steve. Can't help that. That's true. That's very true. Um, how are you doing, though? You, uh, I mean, are you able to work a lot at the moment? It seems like you're working a lot. Well, yes, yeah, yeah, I, I am, um, but I have to I have to pace myself really because I have to close my windows and I can't have fans on, so I have to work short spells really. But I, to be honest, I, I've been painting of another kind, as you know. We've uh, I've decided to um, redo our front door, which I've done, and that took me a little time to do. So a um, bit of maintenance on that, and. And then, you know, I've, I've still kept up with the work, I mean, as you know, uh, but uh, not as much as I perhaps would have done. Mm. But um, I, I, I'm happy, since we happy re- with we, what we've done. Since we replaced your lights in there, though, you've got LED lights now, not quite so warm, I imagine. Not so warm, no, that's true. It is. It's, it's, just, the, it's just the heat, the sun comes in in the morning, Um in my studio and it's there for well from early morning right through to lunchtime and then it moves around but that intense heat can uh, affect the room quite quite a lot so but i do tend to um, work in different times a lot of the time in the evening when it is cool mm. your um your watercolors wouldn't dry out as quickly now I remember your all your lights true. used to, uh, <laughs> all the heat from your lights used to true. dry out your watercolour before you'd finished. Mm, I haven't tried them since then, have I? Uh, I have to do another watercolour, test it out. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the postmen and women around here, um, they have been changing their shifts to deliver in the evening. Have they? Do their rounds uh, in the evening, yeah. Our post lady came around last night about 8.30. That's um, sensible. Because mm. to avoid the heat, mm. um, sensible. I don't blame. Mm. I don't blame them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, good, excellent. Yeah, well, we've got a few, a couple of pictures to talk about, and uh, a few things you've been working on. Um, but first off, we thought we'd talk about um, uh, a request that came 
from one of our students about material and drawing material and specifically the folds that you get in material. And Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember if we'd really covered this in a previous podcast, possibly touched uh, upon it because you've done various pictures over the years that have included materials that has had folds in it and clothing and Mm. all kinds of thing in your still life pictures and things like that we sort of must have touched upon it but i thought that it was good to bring it up and perhaps talk a little bit about the theory uh, about something like this about the kind of approach um with a lot of things like this it's easier to see it in action and there are lots of examples on our site of material you only got to scroll through the paintings and see which ones have got fabric clothing um or material in you know there's a couple of uh, the the Cezanne still life springs to mind the curtain jug and fruit where you've got Mm. literally that curtain just folded in amongst the still life um Mm. so you know if people have this um pop up and they've got to do a picture that's got folded material then watching one of these classes will obviously give you the visual demonstration but i thought that perhaps dad if you had any tips of the theory behind um Mm. doing folds in material perhaps we could talk about it here sure Uh, but i I can understand why people would have find that a problem i was very very fortunate when i started out i didn't i wasn't told how hard it was thought oh well it's a dress or whatever and i did it and it worked it wasn't until afterwards that people said oh and then i used to see examples of uh, work that had been done i thought oh hang on they they definitely haven't got the hang of that what it, uh, it means i think is you've got to understand first of all that a fold which is very different to uh Anything else that you have, which is hard, like a line, a folded, you don't put lines in. You have to put either side of a dark marking you put in, whatever you're doing, you have to put either side, you have to have a transition. That transition has to go from the dark to the light. That is the only thing you have to remember. Now, it does make it more difficult when you've got colour involved because if if much easier if you have just a black and white or one of our shadow pictures which is I've done a shadow picture with that lady with the um, headdress which was fantastic and that's one you could see that's much easier because you haven't got colours as such you've just got different tones of light and dark but that would be a very, very good one to look at to see how the transitions work. Now, to interpret that in colour is harder because you've then got to work on those colours that you're looking for from the dark colours to the light colours. This is what this is the difference from the light to the dark, the transitions between the two. The, if you want to use a, a sharp line, In other words, you want to have a lighter material and you put a sharp, sharp line in. That line can be not absolutely sharp, but it can be less of a transition. And that allows you then to that particular fold to shoot away from that person, uh, that uh, material. I hope I'm explaining this. It's very difficult to explain it. 
Um, but when you want a fold, a general fold, that fold has to have that transition both ways. In other words, from the uh, light to the dark and then the dark to the light. And that, and that people find really hard. The first thing you do, you see, if you've got a fold, you say, well, I've, that's light there and that's dark there. So I've got a fold and you haven't because all that all you would do there is you'd have the light and the dark and you'd have a line or a division, if you like, between the light and the dark. That's not going to work because that that's a bit like um, a hard line. It could be a anything against that. It's, but a fold has that transition uh, between it. There's not much I can say about that, it, but once I've told you that and told people that, they should look for that. Mm. Even to the point, really, of um, blowing whatever photographic reference they've got up to a point where it, it's ridiculously close, then you would see that transition. Now, to do it, seeing it's one thing, doing it is another. It, it takes a lot of practice to do that. So I would say, from what you said, I would interpret that as the softer the fold, like the shallower the fold in the material, the more of a the more gradual the shading and transition and contrast. That's right. But the yep. the deeper sharper. the fold, the sharper the deeper fold. Too, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, you're going to get a stronger contrast either side um, mm. to indicate that that depth, that shadow, has been. Yes, that's right. And also you've got to look at, on top of all that, you've got to look at the light source that's shining on it. Because otherwise, if there was no light source shining on it, you wouldn't see a fold. Mm. See, so that that is another thing you've got to bear in mind. There's a lot of factors involved in this. and uh, But it's, it's, it's very, very interesting to do it. And it's fun to do. But it's hard. Mm. And anybody who's got, tried it and... Uh, uh, it's a bit like you know when we have wrinkles in skin, or I mean, I've done a lot of um, a lot of work in on portrait work, and you get a it's not exactly a fold, but it's a crease um, in in the skin. That's the same idea. You have to work again. You can't have a sharp line, otherwise it looks as though you've marked a face. You know, mm. you just put a line on a face. You can't do that. When is a line not a line? When it's a fold. You know, when it becomes uh, obvious, and that's all to do with the light and the dark and the transition between the two mm. that determines it. The picture that stands out to me as being an absolute masterclass in this, and I think it hits the light source angle that you're coming from as well, is the Reginini, the letter. Oh, without the, doubt. Mm. The three dresses mm. in there and the mm. curtains. Yep. It's, it's nine, like feels like ninety percent of that picture is material. <laughs> it is, it is, and that's the reason why I did that picture because it was such a nice picture to do anyway. I'd done one, uh, the same one, uh, not the same one, the same artist years ago, and I'd used the Andre pastel paper, and that was that was very successful. It worked out really well. I've got to say, pastel map probably is better. You've got you've got a better. You can get a better, a deeper color and a deeper um, impression of folds 
than with a, 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 an ongre. But it will work just the same, mm. same principle. Mm. But that, yes, you're right, the Riccadini is, is, is an excellent uh, example of mm. that. And it's sheer and satin as well. That's it too, yeah. That's what the light, um, mm. that is also what makes me think about the light lessons that you get from that as well, the techniques mm. in light. Mm. And that's all to do with, again, it's all to do with the, the transition between the light and the dark. If you've got a, a shine, then that shine has got to be uh, very strong. But if you have the shine and then you, you don't have the shine, it won't work. It's got to have that transition. And uh, if you're clever, you can make that really look something very special. And which it is on that picture. It's the shine that makes it three-dimensional, right, as well. Like, you've got to have yes. something to give that 3D effect, and the shine mm. aids in that, right? Absolutely. Um, I, I, I will probably do more. I'm, I'm not going to rush into that because I've got so much more on the plate, so much I want to do, uh, and there is enough examples anyway. Um, but there will be uh, more pictures, I'm sure, that uh, I want to do uh, with material in. And uh, so it, it, I, I love doing it. I really do enjoy doing it. But I can't just do it for the sake of it. It's got to be uh, part of a program or part of a, a project that would work very well. Mm. Uh, for people, for people to see it. But there's enough, there's enough around. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot. Uh, it, as I said, it just takes going to the site and having to scroll down and seeing some of these portraits and still life and just immediately seeing that there's fabric. It was more than mm. I thought when I started having a look for some mm. reference material. I thought, wow, actually there's... And I also think, too, if you're experimenting, uh, it's a good thing to do the um, a couple of the, uh, the uh, shadow pictures. Because they have that, that pinpoints what I'm talking about, and you can better understand it because you're not worried about the color so much. You really only got a couple of few colors to worry about there. Mm. Whereas if you've got uh, a full color picture, you've probably got a half a dozen or, or more to worry about, and those have all got to have harmonious um, uh, place in that uh, particular. Uh, dress or fold mm. but but so i would say if you were practicing practice with the shadow pictures and then move on in color but once you go into color you are looking at uh, a lot. well i mean w we give all the colors anyway and i explain as i go along what colors i'm using so uh, but if, if you're doing a picture of your own it's a bit of a pain, I expect, to follow, to go and look at others, but that's the only way you're going to be, learn how it's done. Mm. Great, excellent. Okay, well, I hope that people have found that interesting. Um, I think we've talked about that enough and fleshed that out enough as much as possible through theory without actually showing anything, mm. as we can't do that on a mm. podcast. Um, but if you have any questions about it or anything else like that that you're struggling with that perhaps we could offer a bit more um, knowledge on um, through the podcast, then, as always, get in touch with us. 
let's move on to a couple of new pictures that you've uh, done in pan pastels. Uh, now, we've just released four pan pastel pictures uh, on the website, four classes that you'd filmed a little while ago. Um, there's mm-hmm. a whole series. There was a whole series. People may remember when we were talking on the podcast, a whole series of pan pastels you did initially, and you did one lot, another lot, and another lot, and of batches of four. So we just released the third batch of four that you did um, some time ago. These are the two latest ones that we're going to talk about. These are the two newest ones that you've done mm. that aren't currently on the website, but have been edited. Um, they've just got to be created as classes. So they will be coming very soon um, for people that are listening to this on the the Friday mm. 23rd um, as we're releasing it. They will be coming very soon. Um, tell, talk to us about these um, pictures. Mm. Tell us about them. Well, I've selected four new pictures similar subject materials to the previous ones because i'm only going to be doing landscape um i don't need to do animals or anything else because i can do animals in standing on my head on or the pastel um pencil but i wanted people to get the idea if they want to not everybody's into landscape but if they are into landscape then I think it's something that you really need to do because by practicing the impressionistic style of pan pastel, that helps you with watercolor and uh, pastel pencil too because you, it loosens you up. That's the whole idea of doing this, loosening you up. It did me when I started doing um, my, started off with watercolor uh, landscape. I felt that I needed to loosen up. And so this is why I went more into impressionism and so on. And it did do that and will do that to other other people. It gives you a confidence, you see, that you haven't got ordinarily because you're looking at things, well, I've got, to, I've got to do a sky, especially skies. People know from experience how difficult skies are. Well, there's enough pan pastel skies around and these two that I've just done concentrate on the sky and the next two will be as well but i've got four the two of them we're going to talk about today have been taken from a photographic reference and what i've done is changed it to impressionist and in other words there's no detail as such it's just using the pan pastel uh turning a, a photographic reference into a um impressionistic picture the next two which we're going to be talking about next week are impressionistic pictures after the style of monet you can't get much more impressionism than monet and these are a couple of pictures which i've done they are made up to a certain extent but i followed the style his style so that's going to be very interesting, and I've nearly finished one of them, so I'll have, I'll, then I've got a second one, and it's coming up very well. It's obviously a Colin Bradley impressionistic picture based on the ideas that Monet has. Mm. I'd say that was, is, I'd, th- that was coming, wasn't it? Because you, oh yeah, you know, you've, I think you've, you've been toying around with Monet's work and a lot of the great impressionist artists um, mm. through pastel pencils, and I think it is 
completely makes sense. It, it does completely mm. make sense to now. Um, well, well other artists, yeah, other artists that would have been around the time of Monet and, and um, Renoir and all the others, um, and Van Gogh, all of those people would have had people following them, taking their ideas and thinking, oh, I can do that myself. So you would have had a lot of artists in the, who would have do, done what I did. You know, think, oh, this is an idea. Because you do. And people with original ideas, which they did have very much, because they were, they were the first of their kind, um, influenced people right through to today. And uh, you've only got to go onto the websites and see that uh, they're selling pictures that have been done in the style of those uh, artists nothing wrong with that at all but i think it's fun it's a lot of fun to do because you're 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 and none of these pictures that i'm doing have been drawn they're all done as it is you don't no line drawings no the only drawing i do is the horizon line uh that's actually telling a lie i do also just give very very faint pencil lines to give me an idea of what i'm going to be tackling but no detail as such so it and that is a lot of fun to do and i'm thoroughly enjoying myself with it Mm. what strikes me about the first let's talk about the two past pan pastels that you just just done that people Mm. will be seeing soon what strikes me about certainly the first one the not the stormy sky one the other sky the marshland sort of Mm. landscape is that you make that sky look so simple you know, it, 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 it's, yeah. it's, I think the, the total grand total of doing that sky is about 10 minutes or something. That's right. Of just yeah. dotting in a bit of this, dotting in a bit of that, and then a bit of pink and a bit of orange, and then you're done. That's right. Um, wonderful, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it easy? <laughs> That's famous last words. It's not easy at all. It's, it's hard to do. But I've done so many skies, hundreds, thousands probably skies now and i found that the pan pastel skies are by far and away the easiest to do Mm. and uh, i did say to you that in future i may well be looking at pan pastel skies because these have come up so well it's just because you're you're you haven't got any inhibitions you're you're working and people will see that you're working very quickly and things happen to you as you're doing it. When I, I I can conceive what I'm trying to do, you know, a bit of blue here, a bit of the, um, bit of pink, bit of yellow, and I've only got ten colours. That's all I've got. So, and I don't use black at all. Well, not in this first one that you're talking about. Um, it's very very simple colours. But the combination of those colours, when you're using the sponges, is just magic. Mm. And people will see that. Uh, and I, I love it to bits. And it's changed, completely changed my view about uh, Pan Pastel now on the landscape side. The only thing it falls down on, uh, which is what I'm doing at the moment, the two I'm doing, is you can't get the detail in. Now, you say, well, if you're Impressionism, sure you don't need detail. Oh, yes, you do. 
you do. Monet and other artists would have uh, used the fine brushes just to put fine detail in. They wouldn't use pencils, of course. They'd just be brushes, and they'd be using oil. But they would have to do that. Now, we can't do that with pan pasta. Well, I can't. Let's put it that way. I can't do it. So I tend to use the pastel pencil. And it works really, really well. And uh, so I get over it by doing that because you can't. The tools that I'm using don't allow that kind of detail that is apparent in the impressionist uh, styles of uh, work. Mm. It looks like, especially in the first one, um, and you do a little bit in the Stormy Sky one, is you you block in the sort of the, the foliage or the tree section and you shape it with the pencil. You That's right. You give it sort of definition. Um, and in the stormy sky, you pretty much just use the, because it's thinner trees, you pretty much just use the, I think it's the 181, just go straight on to give it mm. definition. Um, mm, that's right. It's really interesting to see just where that pencil can come in and just add a little bit of structure mm. where you need it. And it, it's, it's fantastic to do as well. You know, it really is. Because, again, you're not inhibited. You're, you're, although you're using a pencil, you're using it in and on an impressionistic picture. There's no, putting, there's no point in going all that way with the um, impressionistic uh, style and then putting an absolutely perfect tree in, is there? That, that, that would just be silly. It would look daft. So you follow the same idea with the pencil. Mm. And uh, it's... Well, I, I can't tell you. It, it's a lot of fun, and I tell people this. Um, it, 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 people can see it, and they could feel it from my narrative, how much I'm enjoying myself. Mm. And they will too. But they've got to be prepared to um, work at it. It's not going to happen overnight. It didn't happen with me overnight. I, I had to do a little bit of practice with it. But I, I had the advantage, really, that I'd done an awful lot of impressionistic work with the um, pastel pencil and with the uh, sticks. Mm. What I love about the, especially the stormy sky, is you manage to get the, um, what is it, like the, the, the light breaking through the sky. Yes. That, <clears throat> that I, I didn't think would work. I've got to tell you, um, it's like the rain. It's like a rain coming down on the right-hand side of that. <laughs> um, it was an accident, Steve. No I way. At, I, it was. It was. I'd done the, the sky, basically, uh, more or less as you see it. And then I thought, I wonder if this would work. <whistles> wow, that works. <whistles> and that was it. You can't muck around with it. Once it's done, it's done. It's, it's and I, I was gobsmacked. I really was, and people will see that on the video. Well, that was good, wasn't it? Do you know, know what I mean? And do you know what? This it's, is why it's so fun. When you first put it in, you haven't finished the sky, so it sort of it looks a little bit odd until you until you finish <laughs> the sky, and then at the top right until you have that dramatic sort of darkness in the top right then it's effective yes, yes. but before then it just looks like you've made a mistake mm. 
I think people, if they didn't do anything, if they didn't follow the landscaping, which I think is lovely, it's a very, it's a very soft finish to the picture, uh, that uh, trees and the foreground and the distant hills is a soft finish, but the sky is, you, you commands attention. But one of the things, another accident, I'll tell you another accident, they're in the dark area, and you will probably know this because you've, you've uh, edited it. Um, I accidentally touched a little bit of red and a little bit of burnt sienna. Yeah. Thinking it was something else. And I put that in and I thought, oh, hang on, that's not the colour I wanted. But hey, that looks great. <laughs> so I then continued with it. And yeah. I think that really made that. It was in in the dark area where I put that sort of burnt sienna in. Absolutely fantastic. I, I think that sky is probably one of the best I've ever done. It it And when you put the hill in, the, the distant hills in, on top of that, it's magic. And right at the very end, um, on the very end of the distant hill on the right-hand side, that wasn't intending to be two uh, levels of distance. In other oh, words, yeah. The, yeah. that was supposed to be one. And it just happens that, it, I don't know whether I'd use a bit lighter when I went or a bit darker for the other bit. And I saw that, hey, I'm going to split this into two. I'm going to make that one um, far right hill slightly nearer than the other one. Mm. Now, these are things that happen to you as you're doing a picture like that. Brilliant. And it is brilliant. Well, this is the whole idea of doing this, and people should be able to follow it. Uh, it, it I didn't think, once I'd finished that, that I was ever going to do anything again that was better than that. And to be honest, probably isn't, because I, I haven't done a, a – if I do another Stormy Skull, I might not do it as well as this. I don't know. But uh, I, the pictures I'm doing now aren't. They're more, more ordinary skies, more Monet-type skies. But that is quite remarkable. Even though it's an impressionistic picture and meant to be one, I think you get away with that sky as a, as a proper picture because mm. it, it's just a lovely, lovely effect. Anyway, I hope people like it because well, I... I do. I was going to say, if that doesn't encourage people to give these classes a go, I, you've struck up my enthusiasm. I'm, enthusiasm. I'm sure that lots of other people out there are thinking, oh, oh I quite fancy giving those a go now. Um, yeah, I think so. I, I hope so, because uh, as I said, if I was doing another picture, why don't I use those band pastel to produce a sky like that, even if I wanted then to put the uh, different uh, subjects in more exactly. detail in so uh, yeah i think it's great fun and uh, I, I i look forward to doing more and more and more of them funny enough now uh, i did these um a couple of weeks ago these uh, pictures and uh, i i put them away i i put them in a fold in my um polythene wrapper and put them away and don't look at them and i haven't seen them since Today, when we said, oh, we're going to talk about them, oh, I better go and have a look at them. 
when I looked back at them, I thought, bloody hell, <laughs> something else. You see, when you're there doing them and you finish them and you, you, you wrap it up and think, okay, on to the next thing, you kind of forget then just how good they actually were. Mm. So easy to, I'm sure other people would say the same thing. When you look back on things, you think, wow, I can't believe I did that, you know. And, what a lovely uh, feeling. It is a lovely feeling to do. And uh, um, so I'm chuffed, as, chuffed, very chuffed with these two. I think they're probably the best two that I've done. And people might argue with that if when they look at the new ones that you put in, uh, which are all very good. But every time, I've told you so many times that you learn as you go along. And as the more you do, the more you learn. So this is what's happening now. I'm learning now all the little foibles and what I can do, especially with these new ones because I'm including colours I haven't included in, in the past, blues and browns and with money and the other impressions, anything goes. They just use whatever they felt. True. It was on their palette. Oh, that'll do, that'll do, that'll do. And it came off. It comes off because of the spontaneity and the, um, I suppose it's it's instinctive. It's, it's instinct that does it uh, because you're working on that kind of uh, mental level. Hmm. Not, and, not uh, and, and I'm the same. I'm working on them. Even though I'm teaching it and talking about it, I still work on that same level. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, that's brilliant. Um, fantastic. Well, if uh, people want to give these two pictures a go, as I said, they will be up very, very soon. Almost finished uh, uploading the footage and processing the footage, so it should be able to be formulated into a class, hopefully, um, certainly by uh, next week, early next part of next week, we'll have them up. Um, in the meantime, there are four new pastel, uh, pan pastel pictures from the past that have gone up and also another uh, woman in shadow resting um that is another class that's just been added to so five new classes this week i like that one yeah there should be another at least another couple and then we've got a couple of portraits as well that we were speaking about last week that working on um it's full time here keeping up yes. with your dad and yeah, absolutely <laughs> put, well, that's what up. people want to hear don't they they want they want more i would yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But what about what's coming up? I want more. I want more. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely stuff. All right. Well, we'll check in with you next week. See how these two impressionistic Monet style pictures are going with pan pastels. Um, and in the meantime, if anyone has any questions, anything they want us to discuss, then do get in touch with us. We'll happily talk about it on the show. Lovely. Okay. Well, we'll leave it there for this week. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week.